This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's their first points in almost six minutes. Young with the floater, automatic. Hotter than fish grease. <laughs> now, remember, if you have not been following that series, the home team has not won a game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Haven't seen anything like oh, that, or much like that, by Trey Young. Butter. 34 seconds to go here in the first half. Young, they get the switch with Harris. A deep bomb. Oh, from way downtown. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. On Twitter, at BetQL Daily. Throughout the NBA regular season and uh, the through the start of the NBA playoffs, Michael Gallagher has been very kind with his time uh, to share his perspective on what we're watching every single night in the association. He's a senior NBA writer for Establish the Run on Twitter at Mike S. Gallagher. Uh, Mike, let's start here. Since uh, we're in the conference semis, we're uh, down to eight. The two Eastern Conference series now underway. We're waiting on the West to get going. Um, if you were to power rank the top four teams of the eight remaining, uh, give us the uh, Gallagher power rankings one through four right now in the NBA. And, and I ask you this because I've heard a lot of people uh, in the hours since the Clippers have advanced. Oh, well, now the Clippers are the real threat out of the West. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, last week I basically talked up the Clippers, and I was worried you guys weren't going to have me back on with the way they were playing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the Clippers uh, are for real. I just go at the depth of their team, like the adjustments they're making. But to answer your question, uh, we got some pretty good news on James Harden. Only has tightness. So that's kind of what he had the first time before we aggravated it. So he's obviously at risk to hurt himself again. But the good news is he's probably going to be back in the series. So I still think they're number one. And then, I mean, the West is so wide open. I have, like, no idea how to do it. It changes every day. Some days yeah. it's the Suns, some days it's the Clippers. Um, so I think I'd probably just go to East teams there uh, and just go. Uh, and be looking healthy was really big to me. So I think I'd put them to the Bucks three and then I guess the Clippers at, at four, maybe the Suns. Uh, I, think, I think they have their edge and their – West semis right now. Wow. When did when did this happen? So we, we yeah. talked about all year in the Western Conference how deep it is, and the East is just top heavy. And uh and we're sitting here saying early on in round number two that well, you can make the case that the three best teams in the NBA are now in the Eastern Conference. 
Yeah, I just have no faith in anybody out of the West right now. Uh, just everything changes from day to day. I mean, Chris Paul, how healthy is his shoulder? Can Jokic really carry them against a defense that was vastly improved after it was really bad? The Clippers are the Clippers. The Jazz certainly are, are really good, but they match up kind of poorly against the Clippers, in my opinion. So it, it's just so hard to pick. So despite how the, the Sixers looked yesterday, their first half was just mistakes all over the place. Uh, I still think they have a pretty good chance to beat the Hawks. While um, the Bucks have a decent shot with Harden banged up, but uh, the Nets pulling out that win and the way in which they did it, I think that they have a pretty good shot to hold it. Yeah, and Mike, uh, the injuries for both teams, I mean, for Brooklyn, it's obviously a little bit bigger of an impact with James Harden, but I think the loss of Dante DiVincenzo is pretty big for the Bucks, especially on the defensive end. Now you're relying on more minutes from guys like Bryn Forbes. What do you see going down in game two after Brooklyn takes game one? Uh, they are favored now one and a half. Uh, Brooklyn's still favored by one and a half, the total at 235 and a half. Yeah, so it kind of works two ways. Obviously, Harden going down, the Nets offense is really, really hurt. But Bruce Brown did a really good job on Chris Middleton. So mm-hmm. him filling in was big. Mike James was off the bench. was really impactful. And Blake Griffin, uh, they just let him shoot threes, and he was making him. So really, all everybody stepped up. Obviously, Kyrie and Durant were really good. But uh, P.J. Tucker played pretty well. Pat Connaughton. Brent Forbes, as you mentioned, went kind of okay. I thought they played Forbes probably more than they wanted to yeah. as they were kind of chasing the game late. But um, they went pretty big, too. They had this jumbo lineup for three minutes when it was Giannis, Tucker, Portis, and Brooke. Interesting uh, combination there. So uh, we saw some Tucker sentiment stuff. But I think the Nets, I, I still think they're going to pull it out. It's, we see all these shot quality stats from the Nets, but it doesn't matter. Kyrie and Kevin Durant just make tough shots. They were defended pretty well. And they still come up with some pretty strong lines. Kyrie missed a bunch of easy looks, too. So I uh, still give the Nets the edge here in what should be a pretty tight game. What about in the other series in the East? Uh, I was kind of surprised. Not really that Atlanta took game one. I kind of s- thought that that could happen. But just the fashion in which they did so, the score looked a little bit closer than it really was. I feel like we're getting free money with Philadelphia on the series price. If you're getting minus 110, minus 115, uh, what are your thoughts how game two goes down? It's weird that we're getting that price and uh, Philly still five-point favorites tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, I love that line. Uh, two major mistakes from Doc Rivers. One, he played that all-bench all unit too long. Uh, he, he usually staggers Tobias in there to take some pressure off some guys, but he went all-bench and they got killed during that time. And the other one is, they put Danny Green on Trey Young, and that was a mistake. Big one. Um, they got away with it against Westbrook, but Trey Young and, and Westbrook score so differently. And then after the game, Ben Simmons basically said, hey, I want to guard Trey Young in game two, which Doc Rivers has said previously, like, oh, I don't want to play Ben, you know, upper 30s, 40 minutes, and wear him down early. So that's kind of why they did that. Yeah. So I think that goes away. Rotation changes. Doc Rivers is always kind of like, dipping his toe in the water on what rotations he wants to use early on, both in the regular season and then also in the, in the playoffs too. So I still think the headline was Embiid looked great. Uh, had a little rusty early, and then he kind of took over late in the game. I think that's kind of the game changer here. So uh, knowing we have a somewhat healthy Embiid, I think really gives them a really nice edge despite losing at home and their poor road record. Uh, with senior NBA writer for Establish the Run, Michael Gallagher, it's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily. Uh, Michael, before we move over to the Western Conference, uh, also uh, with the East here, let's talk about some series prices, just uh, with each series one game in. I, I know you're high on the Nets. You expect them to win tonight, take a 2-0 lead. So uh, how many games do you think Brooklyn wins? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I, I had him five initially, but I think mm-hmm. losing losing Harden for probably at least one more, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm thinking probably six, uh, Nets and six for that one. Uh, and then other than that, yeah, the Sixers are probably going to be, I, I've had Sixers and seven, kind of thinking Embiid was going to miss a couple games. So even though they're down a game, I still think they, think they could pull it out in six. Six. Okay, six for both. Uh, Philadelphia in six is four to one. Brooklyn in six is four to one. Okay, interesting. How about in the uh, Western Conference tonight? We've got the Suns four and a half point favorites against the Nuggets. Total of 220. If you're feeling Denver on the money line, they're plus 164. How do you handicap this one? Yeah, tough one. Uh, another big body against Jokic. That's really big for going up against them. And they have really good wing defenders and Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges to put on Michael Porter Jr. So definitely pretty good advantage here for the Suns. They're, we're going to see a lot of Aaron Gordon on Booker, but Booker can kind of beat him in different ways from Dame, and he's another guy that just makes tough shots. So uh, I think the Suns have a lot of advantages in the non-Jokic division. So uh, unless And Joker could still go crazy. We haven't seen these teams play since January 23rd as well. So a whole new ball game. Uh, I think the Suns, I don't really like them to cover just because I think Denver is going to really come out uh, strong offensively, but I think the the Suns could take this series. Do you feel like Mike? Because uh, looking, I'm with you on the Clippers. I've been with you on the Clippers. Uh, I'm buying into the Clippers just because Kawhi Leonard is one of the best two way players on the planet, and Paul George has had a pretty damn good year. Uh, but tomorrow night, uh, Utah favored by three and a half. Do you think that Utah is getting the right amount of respect? I mean, they've been the best team in the league all year. And I feel like still nobody's talking about Utah. I feel like Phoenix is a great story. Now we'll talk about the Clippers, even though they, you know, when they were down 2-0, nobody was buying into them anymore. Do you think Utah is getting the proper respect? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that Mike Conley hamstring thing, it's still a mild concern, just like Harden, third time he's heard that hamstring. So that hurt uh, for him to possibly, you know, miss time. We'll see what, what the details are uh, on how bad it is and everything. But yeah, we it's kind of universal, like, uh, other than maybe in Utah. Uh, most people tend to kind of figure out ways that Utah can lose, but they're a really balanced team. I don't know if balancing is the way to go. They're going to have to shoot a lot of threes. They defend a lot of the stuff the Clippers do well, but, I mean, they have Royce O'Neal and Boyan to defend the, the wings, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. Uh, I, I just think that star power kind of uh, – I'm just just guys that can beat you so many ways. Utah really has, okay, pick and roll, go bear and guards, kick out threes. Like, it's pretty easy to figure out what they're going to do whereas the Clippers can be so many ways you don't know what they're going to throw at you. So I tend to lean on that rather than kind of your just standard offense that they've been running. 
I know there was no AD, but still with LeBron being eliminated in the first round, like this year there's more parity, I feel, in the NBA. I can make the case for four or five teams to win it. But were you shocked? Did that surprise you still that Phoenix did take out the Lakers even with no AD and LeBron finally lost in a first-round playoff series? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the Clippers, it was, I mean, what a difference. We saw everyone was like, okay, Lakers got myself, especially when we saw them kind of go off and Chris Paul being hurt. It was like it was a wrap. And then all of a sudden, Chris Paul goes from game-time decision, wasn't even going to play, uh, according to Monty Williams and Chris Paul, kind of wiggled his way in there. And then he comes back, looks great. And then AD goes down. And then it was kind of, just, okay, this is kind of over. So injuries happen. It's been a really big trend on the season. It's crazy that LeBron's out, but uh, certainly believable uh, considering everything that went down. Yeah. With Michael Gallagher established the run, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. Uh, the two games tonight, Michael, Bucks, Nets, Nuggets, Suns. Any uh, player props that really stand out to you? Players that you think are really going to excel or uh, even on, on the underside that you think could struggle? Yeah, so I think I actually like Middleton a lot coming into it, but I think Bruce Brown defending him makes him a tougher sell. And I think Giannis is just going to go crazy. Uh, we saw his minutes get cut down early in the first half, and then he extended it. He would have been over 22nd-half minutes. So I think that whole first half, kind of keeping fresh thing that Mike Budenholzer talked about, uh, should put Giannis in a really big spot. And I think that Bruce Brown, Middleton didn't have any wide-open shots. Uh, he was one of eight on his uh, seven-push dribble shots, so he wasn't really good at pick and roll. She's really kind of excelled at lately. So um, I think I like the Giannis over for points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, and then I think I think in Middleton under on points. Uh, Shoe Holiday's offense was actually more involved than I thought going into it. So that also kind of cuts into Middleton a little bit. Um, yeah, Nets-wise, I mean, it, it's tough to go bet against Kyrie and KD. So uh, I think Kevin Durant's going to have another big opportunity. So I'm always down for, for KD overs. Mike, Dame's not fooling any of us. Tell us where where's Lillard going to be playing next season. Oh, man, I hate this stuff. <laughs> let's, 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 let's say you enjoy the offseason, you guys. Let him have his hip-hop albums come out. Uh, I don't know. I, I really okay. don't. I, I, this is what I'm, I'm, but do you think I'm he's going to be there? I think, I think there's a shot that he's going to be somewhere else. Uh, really? It's just tough to buy that. With a, There were so many comments from him what, a year and a half ago, whatever, where he's like, oh, yeah, I'll stay in Portland my career. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a little upset, but rightfully so. I thought, I thought they were going to beat the Nuggets, and I was wrong. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got I got nothing. It'd be crazy <laughs> if he did go somewhere, though. Mike, are uh, the Mavs going to be able to get Luka any help? And what, how could they get rid of uh, Porzingis? Is there any way possible? to Because to, he's he doesn't show up in, in big games. I think that's been proven now. Yeah, I was actually thinking last night, I don't know if this is even possible or if anybody would do it, but McCollum for Porzingis is kind of like a, a base trade um, to make other stuff work kind of would be a – McCollum obviously is great. I think he's one, he's one of my favorite players. But, I mean, like everyone's been saying, this isn't working. Uh, they're not really advancing. They put a really good team together. Um, I thought they played, their starters played well defensively, too. Um, their starters during the regular season were good. Just other stuff didn't work out. So um, just not being able to mix it up, I think that kind of makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be hard to trade Porzingis. They're going to have to go up a lot. they already given up uh, first-round pick this year and yeah. other stuff, too. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think they kind of just got to bite the bullet and hope that he turns it around. 
Uh, one more question for you. For me, uh, you know, you talked about some of these rotations and with the Bucks. I mean, that's been the problem the last three years, and that's why Coach uh, Mike Budenholzer is on the hot seat because, again, like Giannis needs to be playing 40 minutes in these games. And with Doc Rivers, I think Ben Simmons is going to – it's the playoffs. Like, you got to play your horses 38, 40 minutes a night. Who do you think has the, the coaching advantage out of all the teams remaining in both the East and the West? Do you see any, like, clear advantage, like how the last couple of years when Miami's around – you know, we favored them because they are expulsed. Does anybody actually have a coaching advantage? That's a good question. Actually, I don't think so. Uh, a lot of guys, like Mike Malone, he will stick with his plan three games after he should have made a switch. Uh, so uh, I think he's going to defend. I mean, honestly, I think it's Monty. I think the, the Suns are pretty aggressive in how they try to take away top options. We saw them do it against Curry earlier. Uh, LeBron, they basically had their whole game plan catering to limit LeBron in the paint. So I think that, that maybe gives them an edge because they're a little bit more aggressive in how they're going to kind of make moves. Even Steve Nash, too. Uh, he's pretty aggressive in some game planning stuff. So I uh, don't have a great answer, but I guess I, I'd pick Monty uh, against Malone. I think he had a little bit of an edge there. Yeah. Michael Gallagher, at Mike S. Gallagher on Twitter, senior NBA writer for Establish the Run. And if you're following him on Twitter, that's where you can keep up with all the Dame rumors. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, Michael Gallagher, good stuff there. Um, man, we talked about it earlier. I am so with him on Giannis. He's good. I, I, as he was talking and like we said, he's going to do whatever he wants tonight. How much run do you think he's going to get? We think it's going to be a tight game, short spread. Um, both of us have the bucks winning, but I keep looking at this points, steps, assists, times, rebounds for Giannis on points betting. Bud's job is on the line. He needs to play 40 minutes tonight. He needs to play 38 minimum unless he gets in foul trouble, which is always the case with Giannis. Game two, but hate to say it, you lose tonight, series over. It's a must win. Even going back to Milwaukee, it's it's a must win tonight. Yeah, it is. Got to make that statement. Uh, Absolutely. MLB slate, short slate, but maybe there's some bets there. And betting the Stanley Cup playoffs will try to help you out. Shrowski and Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network.